If you would, turn in your Bible with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, the fourth chapter. We're going to start reading in the 18th verse. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it to him again to the minister and he sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him and he began to say unto them this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears pray with me Father I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And I ask that you grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, so that we will be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance this morning. I ask that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you would, before I start preaching, help me do something in this house. Help me lift up the name of Jesus. Let's fill this house up with the sound of the name that is above every name. Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That would be a familiar name for us. Amen. To call on that name. To call on that name. You know, we were honored Wednesday night to have Brother Phil to come with us. And I told him afterward, I said, that was a phenomenal message. That was a phenomenal message. In fact, that was one of the best messages that I have ever heard all my life that dealt with identity. That dealt with identity. We don't need to close our hearts out when God is sending the word to us. We need to have an open heart to receive it. Because when we don't receive the word, we're not receiving him. We got to overlook a messenger. Catch the message. So we don't miss out on what God's got for us. And I want to make a few hooks to tie in with that because I think it would help explain something in these passages of Scripture that I felt led to share with us this morning. Because I've seen some connections. 
And what he was, the, the title of the message was Walking in the Dust of the Rabbi. And how that a rabbi would come and choose three students. And the job of, of those students was to observe everything about that rabbi and to become like him. That the way he walked, they walked. The way he talked, they talked. The way he thought, they thought. They lost their own identity and took on the identity of the rabbi that, was, that had called them. And he shared two of the strongest words that we have in our Christian walk was follow me. And if you can imagine that if, if, if boys is boys and boys love to cut up and mischief a lot of times is in their heart and that he'd be walking and they would they would be following behind him and picking and all and he'd say something to them similar to this he says my steps are bigger than your steps because my legs are longer than your legs are but your job is you put your feet in my footprints and you walk even if you got the stretch to do it you walk in my footprints. And as you walk in my footprints and you stay so close to me that when I kick up the dust, the dust is going to get on you. That you're going to be covered in my dust. And when people look at you, the goal is that you're going to look like me. You're going to act like me. You're going to think like me. Now, we're patterning ourselves after Jesus. Jesus was patterning himself after his father. There's something about little kids, how they'll take and they'll try to mimic something that their parents do. I saw this when I when Brandon was little, we had a we got, got had a picture of him, and he weren't nothing but a little thing like this here. My shoes are a whole lot bigger than the shoes that he would, would wear, but he was standing in my shoes, and my shoes would come up on him. They came up this far on me, but they would come up like way up here on him, cause my shoes was just that much bigger, that much taller. It's a bigger shoe to wear. It's a bigger, bigger foot to feel than it takes to feel that shoe. God's got a bigger shoe for us to walk in. He's got a higher step, a longer reach than we, what we've got. But as we have a heart that's after him to follow in his ways, his heart becomes our heart. His ways become our ways. His thoughts become our thoughts. Did you know that we have the ability to be able to think the thoughts of God? That's a pretty, that's a pretty bold statement. Let me explain. God took his thoughts and recorded them in a book. If we will catch what he says in, in the book, we can catch his thoughts. So we are blessed to be able to have the thoughts of God recorded so that his thoughts can be our thoughts. Because when his thoughts become our thoughts, then his words can become our words. And his beliefs can become our beliefs. And we're patterning. And over a period of time, what, what happens, we become like him. Now Jesus... 33 years he lived here on this earth. He was just as much the son of God when he was born in Bethlehem 
as he was the day that he was nailed on that cross. But we have nothing recorded about him in ministry until he was 30 years old. And when he was 30 years old, something phenomenal took place in his life. He went down to the Jordan River. John was baptized. John was baptizing with a baptism of repentance. Prepare the way. Make straight the coming of the Lord. And now the Lord was, was here. And John sees him and he says, I need to be, I'm not worthy to baptize you. You need to baptize me. But he said, no, John. Scripture's got to be fulfilled. You baptize me. And when he went down in that water, and when he came back up, there was something that phenomenal took place. The Spirit of God in the form of a dove takes and settles down on him and doesn't depart. And there's a voice that speaks out of heaven that says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He's been walking in the steps of his father. And now there's something that there, the spirit descending upon him in the form of a dove is a picture of the Holy Spirit coming upon his life and abiding. And when the Holy Spirit came upon his life and abided, you see the ministry of Jesus take a shift. It's been private up to this point, and now it's starting to be public. And he is, he is compelled by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. When he goes into the wilderness for 40 days, he's tempted by the devil. Different kinds of temptations. Jesus has been tempted with every kind of temptation that they are. But he didn't yield. And walking in the footprints of Jesus, we don't have to yield either. Because the same God that strengthened him is the same God that will strengthen us. Now I want us to catch something this morning. Especially in these first verses. Let me put my eye on it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. I want to stop there. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. Jesus needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit on his life. For him to be able to walk out his course, he had to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on his life. If Jesus needed and had to have the Holy Spirit's anointing on his life to fulfill his call, do you think that we will be any less in need of the Holy Spirit on our life to fulfill our call? See, when Jesus called his disciples and those phenomenal words, follow me. You know, a lot of times that we think, I was 15 when I gave my heart to the Lord. I don't know how old you were. I wish I would have started sooner. But I started at 15. That's a pretty good age. But following after him was something that changed the whole course of my life, I remember sitting in that house, in that living room that day, sitting on that footstool when the question was asked, do you want to know Jesus? And I had just listened to a phenomenal message and I said, I want what he's got. I want that life. And in follow me, we thought that that was our decision. And it was our decision. But we thought it was all us. But it was, we didn't know in the background that Jesus was there and he was saying, follow me. And then we just acted in obedience to what he was saying. 
You remember how you how you felt inside? The conviction or whatever that you that you needed you needed a savior. And that day I met the Savior. And he said, and I didn't really you know there's a lot of things that you find out that took place after the fact in your walk with the Lord. That he was he was been there all along. The Holy Spirit's been saying, Follow me. And I'll say, one day I'm going to do that. One day I'm going to do that. One day that's going to be me. Follow me. He was the one who orchestrated that conversation. We thought it was us when we got up and responded. But we not knowing a lot of times that it was him who was, who was speaking to us. And then just in obedience, we step out in faith to take a hold of what he's made available to us. And man, what took place that day of that act of obedience in following me. Not knowing all that he has for you. All that you're going to walk through. Now some of our walking through is some of our own choices. Not necessarily the choice of God. Because a lot of times we've got our, our head bent on the way that we want to walk things out and not walking in the way that he's got for us to walk out or to walk his plan out. Now, there's for the picture of walking in the steps of the rabbi, walking in the steps of the master. Jesus said these words about himself. I only say what I hear my father say and I only do what I see my father do. If he didn't see his father do it, he didn't do it. If he didn't hear his father say it, he didn't say it. What was he doing? He was imitating his father because he wanted his father to be glorified in his life. I am the expression of my father. You and I are the expression of God on this earth. And he wants us to walk after him in a way that brings glory to his name. Amen? Not to glorify us, but to glorify him, the one who called us and said, follow me. So Jesus has been in the wilderness and he's been tempted. And now he's victorious over the, over the temptations. You know, a temptation that ain't a temptation ain't really a temptation. Can I say that again? A temptation that ain't a temptation ain't really a temptation. If he didn't have the opportunity to miss it, it wouldn't have been a temptation. If you didn't have the opportunity to miss it, it wouldn't be a temptation. But he overcame. Now, here's something that happens in walking in the footsteps of the rabbi. If he overcame, you have the ability to overcome. Don't come up with that short-sighted idea, well, I'm, a, I'm just human. No, you are human. But as, as a child of God, you ain't just human. You got the life and nature of God on you. In you. I like the way one preacher said it. He said, you are human. You can eat a hamburger. Jesus could eat a hamburger. He said, but you're not only human, you're also human. You have the ability to go into the Holy of Holies, to be right in the very presence of God. Who could do that? The rabbi. And following in his steps and following in his ways will give you access into places that you can't get in any other way. See, the, the world tells you that everybody's a child of God. Well, everybody ain't a child of God. The only way you can be a child of God is to be born again. Just because you're born in this world don't make you a child of God. What makes you a child of God is born, being born of God. Flesh is flesh. Spirit is spirit. 
walking after him, walking after his ways, patterning ourselves after his life, after his nature. So Jesus comes back. It's amazing to me. He went into the wilderness in the power of the Spirit, but thank God he came out of the place of temptation and test and trial in the Spirit. That's a message for us. That's a message for us. If we'll walk in His ways, we can come out that same way. Amen? So, well, brother, you don't, don't say that. You don't know what you what you're Brothers and sisters, look at the God who lives on the inside of us. Following in His ways. Don't be looking just at yourself. Be looking at the greater one on the inside. The power of God to accomplish the will of God. Jesus said these words about himself. Of my flesh, I can do absolutely nothing. And of your flesh, my flesh, we can do absolutely nothing. But in cooperation with the Spirit of God and the Word of God, there's phenomenal things that can be accomplished in our life. Jesus said, it's the Father in me who does the works because he was walking in the steps of his Father. And he was, as he was walking in his steps of his Father, his Father's will was being carried out in his life. The same way that it's going to work for us. So he comes back full of the Spirit and he goes to church. Goes to the synagogue. He's been there before. They hand him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolls it. I don't know if it's like this or like this. But he unrolls it. And he finds something. I had always heard this about, about Jesus. And it said... I was taught this, that Jesus found himself in the Word of God. And that day, he found himself in the Word of God. And when the Word of God, when he came down to this paragraph right here, he said, glory to God, that's me. And he spoke it out. Faith was there in his heart to speak out what God said about him. See, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of people that may not know what God has spoken about you. But when you get a hold of something in the Word of God that says something about, of you, about you, you identify with it. And you said, that's me. That's what a quickened word is. It's a word that God has revealed to us. And as that word has revealed to us, Something becomes alive inside of us. And we see something. We may, have we may have heard it before, but we never really heard it before. Do you understand what I'm saying? The light comes on. See, when the light comes on, you see something different than you can see before. Now, Jesus was the Son of God. In fact, I want to I shift just a second. I want to draw our attention to another scripture. Now hang on to this here phrase because I don't want you to lose sight of it. Verse number 18 of Luke 4, right where you're at. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me. Say with me, He hath anointed me. He hath anointed me. Now turn to Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. I love the way that Jesus and the Holy Spirit connect dots. That we don't have to be ignorant when it comes concerning the truth and the Word. Acts chapter 10, verse number 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. How God did what? Anointed Jesus of Nazareth. If Jesus of Nazareth need to be anointed, we, 
into Cherry Church of God and in the body of Christ need to be anointed. Amen? Amen. How God anointed Jesus. Jesus was walking in the steps of his Father. Is Jesus your Lord? Yes. If Jesus is your Lord and Jesus is my Lord, then we need to be walking in the steps of Jesus. And if we're not walking in the steps of Jesus, we're out of step. Is that fair? If we're not walking in the steps of Jesus, we're walking out of step, out of line, out of place. And we need to simply get back in place, in step. Because I'm just, you might say, well, I ain't walking that way. I got my own walk that I'm going to do. But if, you're, if you ever notice a band or a platoon of men walking and they're in step, when that, when that leg goes up and that foot comes down, it looks like everybody is in the, is in the same agreement. And it's a beautiful thing when you see it. And all of those legs are doing the exact same thing. Because all of those heads is thinking the same thought. I have got to keep in step. See, I marched in the band. I've marched in parades. I've marched in football fields. And there ain't nothing that looks no more ridiculous than for a person who's supposed to be in step to be out of step. But I'm doing my own thing. Well, when we're sold out to the Lord, my thing is His thing. His will is my will. His desire is my desire. If not, I'm not walking in His steps. I'm wanting what He's got, but I'm not willing to, to discipline myself to follow after or to pattern myself after something that can cause me to be in step with him. Now, the anointing is a phenomenal factor in the success of the life of a believer. It was the factor in the success of Jesus' ministry because he was sold out to following the Father and he knew that it took the power of the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. You know, a lot of times we that's something that we want is just more power in our life. If I can just get the power, I'll, I'll be able to overcome this. You ever say things like that? If I can just get the power, I'll be able to overcome this. But Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Amen. See, you don't get the power without the Holy Ghost. And you don't get the, the Holy Ghost and walking in that until you submit your will to His will for His authority to become your authority. So that His words in your mouth can accomplish the same things that they would accomplish when they come out of His mouth. Because that, that person who was a student of the rabbi the whole goal, the whole goal was for that student when the rabbi left, there was somebody who was going to be speaking the very same thing. Jesus said that about himself. I only speak the things that I hear my father say and I only do the things that I see my father do. So Jesus submitted himself to the will of the Father. And the Holy Spirit took a hold of it together with him to help him to accomplish that. Did you know 
that as we take a pattern ourselves to follow after the words of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will take a hold together with us to accomplish that very same words in our life. Because the goal is for Jesus to be able to fill this earth with little Jesuses. Had you ever thought of yourself as a little Jesus? Don't you think that this world won't talk smack about you? Who do you think you are? You wanted them goody two-shoes. You wanted them people that just carry a little Bible around with you. You wanted them people that don't want to do nothing but go to church. You think you're so good. No. He's so good. Amen. He's so good, and we're just walking in his steps. Amen. See, my identity is lost in him. It ain't, look at David, oh, look at him, man, he's so great. No, you look at Jesus, how great he is. Amen? Amen? Amen. He's my focus. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. What did he anoint him with the Holy Ghost and power for? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. God was with him. God wants to be with us. Because there's something that he's, there's a job description that he's got for us in our life. And to use us in people getting delivered from the oppression of the devil. In every way, shape, form, and fashion. Now, one of the goals that should be for us is. I don't want the devil to have no place of oppression and authority in my life. The only way that that can be accomplished, brothers and sisters, is walking in the steps. It's not just being in the house. You can be in the house and not walking in the steps. You can be in the family and not walking in the steps. You can look at brothers and sisters that you have. You all grew up in the same house, but you don't all walk the same way, and you don't all don't have the same walk. What are you walking after? Who is the one you're walking after? Who is the one you're walking after? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He wants all people to be liberated from the power of the devil. Amen? Can we go to one more scripture? Go to John chapter 14. See if anybody remembers from last week. This is a connection to last week. Chapter 14, verse number 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Now, here was the identification. As the student, the disciple, was following after the rabbi, when the rabbi left, departed, I used another word in Sunday school this morning. He made his exodus out of this world that there was somebody already right there in his steps to carry on the work, to fill his shoes because he was walking in his ways. So when the rabbi made his exodus, there was somebody that 
acted like him. They were somebody that looked like him. There was somebody that walked like him. These were characteristics that were passed on, that were imparted. To, and this, was the, this is the nature of God that he once imparted to his children. That is, we will walk in his ways. Now this brings me back to that thought that I had just shared just a minute ago. That he wants us to be like little Jesus is walking around here on this earth. And a lot of times we, we hear things like that. So I don't want to be like that. I don't, want, I don't want to be like a little Jesus. If you're walking in the steps of your master, you'll want to be like him. If you're not walking in the steps of your master, you won't want to be like him. Now, who you want to be like? Jesus. Jesus. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all, that were oppressed of the devil. Jesus, it was the Father's heart for people to be delivered from the oppressions of the devil. It was Jesus' heart to carry that out. It should be our, our heart in the church to see these very same things carried out. This was the plan of God. This was the will of God 2,000 years ago. This is still the will of God, the plan of God 2,000 years later. Amen? It took the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to accomplish it then. It takes the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to accomplish it now. How is he going to do it? Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away because if I don't go away, the Comforter can't come. Jesus didn't do these works until the Holy Spirit came upon him. He was the Son of God when He was in that cradle, in that manger, when He was a baby. He was the Son of God when He was 12 years old. But He didn't step into His place until the anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon His life when He was baptized in the Jordan River and the Holy Spirit descended on Him and He heard these words. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He was just as much his son before, but he was anointed. He was anointed. He was anointed. Do we need this anointing? Yes. Hallelujah. This anointing is made available. He wants us to take and cooperate with him so that we can be just as he was like his father in the world, so will we be like him in the world. If this is what Jesus did in the world, this is what he wants us doing in the world. Amen? Amen? This is the way that the Father is glorified. Jesus glorified the Father with his life. As we follow in the steps of Jesus, we will glorify the Father in our lives. See, the Father's glorified when we bear much fruit. It's the will of God for fruit to be born in our life, to be manifested in our life. And it takes the power. It took the power of the Holy Spirit to, be, to accomplish it in Jesus' life. It will take the Holy Spirit to accomplish it in our life. Say that word with me, the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. I need that anointing. Hallelujah. We have to yield. We have to yield to that anointing. We walk in the steps of Jesus. We receive that anointing. He's made that, that anointing available. See, he poured out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. 2,000 years ago. He ain't never, he, he ain't like a fisherman up there. And he, said, and he says, I'm bringing him back in. Y'all passed the time for the Holy Spirit. I've already reeled him back in. He's still, he's still here. Mm -hmm. 
Another picture would be like a, like somebody holding a big pot. And he's picturing, he's turning it over like this and he's pouring him out. He ain't trying to gather him up. He's pouring him out. He wants us to receive what he has poured out. The one, you know, if, if it ain't willingly, Aretha, we ain't, there ain't going to be much. You know, we don't do what we don't want to do. Have you, have you, have you, have you caught that yet? Don't you know that we would just assume bust and blow up as as we had to do something we didn't want to do? At some point in time, wheels got to come in. Has got to come in agreement because. If we won't will, you know what we, what we will do? We won't. If we won't will, we won't. And we can fool, try to fool ourselves all the time. And so it must not be God's will for me. There's some things that's the will of God for us and we just won't do them. Because I don't want to walk in that step. I wanted to walk in my step. I'm going to pick the way I walk, where I walk, when I walk, how I walk, because I am my own man. Same goes for the women. I'm going to walk my own walk. But there's something that's there's something that is, is taken care of when we when we See, to walk in the steps of the rabbi, to walk in the steps of the master, there's a humbling of self. Jesus had to do it. We have to do it. Lord, your will is my will. Let me say it a different way. Your will is my happy place. And if we don't come to terms with that one, we won't live in much happy place when it comes to the plan of God for our lives. Because what we will find out, we'll always be fighting against it. We'll always be bucking it. Instead of cooperating with it. And brothers and sisters, we've done a lot of bucking. In our lives. It's a whole other thing to surrender to the will of God, to the plan of God. But surrendering to the will and the plan of God is one of the first steps in taking and cooperating with the Holy Spirit to walk in the steps of Jesus. Amen. Lord, your will is my will. Your will is my will. Then we see power. See, brothers and sisters, we'll never be in a place of power, a place of authority. How many want it like this? That when the devil shows up his ugly head, that you say, in the name of Jesus, you get out of here. And he packed up his stuff and start exiting the situation because you took authority. See, I heard this picture one time about these, uh, these people that were, that, that were lovers of Jesus and said the devil stuck demons started walking around through the neighborhood. And as they were walking through the neighborhood, they look over and one of them says, don't go, whatever you do, don't go in that house right there. Because you go in that house right there, then people there are going to beat the mess out of you and kick you out of that place. How could they do that? Because they knew something about their authority in Christ. Amen. You know these things. You find out these things. 
by reading the Word of God, but you also find it out because there's a lot of people that read the Word of God that don't walk in the steps of the Master, that don't walk in the steps of the Rabbi. See, just because you read the book don't qualify you to stand in the place of authority because it's only as we submit to the footsteps of the Master that we walk in His ways. And when we walk in His ways, in His footsteps, then there's benefits that come our way. See, we can be in the house, we can be in the family, and still not walk in His steps, in His authority. He wants us to walk in that authority. Jesus positioned Himself through His life for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power of God to carry it. He found himself in the word of God. He said these words, today this scripture is fulfilled. Why didn't he turn to another scripture? Because that was his scripture. He found himself. Did you know God's got a word for you? You are in there. You are in there. There's different things about your life that are in the book. And as we yield to him. I'm going to stop with this one. There was this lady that had, um, her husband had just made his exodus away from this world. And she was there in her house. And she said, there's something about an encounter with the Lord. And you'll be able to identify with this. When you have an encounter with the Lord, you'll be able to, you'll remember exactly where you were at. You'll remember exactly what was said. Because it has made an impression on you that, that you will carry not only through this life, but I believe you'll carry it through eternity. Because it was a spiritual moment. And she said, she remembered exactly where she was at in her house. She remembered exactly what time it was. And the Spirit of God said something to her. He said, I am the Lord, your helper. I am the Lord, your helper. Hebrews 13, 6, if you want to write it down. I am the Lord, your helper. And then he asked a question. He said, do you know how I'm going to help you? And she said she had these ideas, but she knew that he was, he was, he was getting ready to say something. And he, she said, how are you going to help me, Lord? See, a lot of times we got him to say something, but we give him all of the answers instead of listening for what he has to say. And he had something phenomenal to say to her. He said, do you know how I'm going to help you? And she says, how are you going to help me, Lord? He said, with my words in your mouth. With my words in your mouth. Now, isn't that something that the Holy Spirit can say something like that? And, and for a lot of us, it's Greek to us. With my words in your mouth. Well, let me make it down. Let me bring this thing on down home. See, Jesus is the high priest of our profession or confession. If we don't say anything in line with his words, we give him absolutely nothing to work with. Absolutely zero to work with. Well, I believe him. He says, my words not only in your heart, but in your mouth. He said, you'll say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And it shall obey you. Well, that's just too good to be true. Well, let's tear that page out and make a paper airplane just throw it across the church. No. I guarantee you, we're going to need that scripture. 
And the Holy Spirit said that to her. I am the Lord your helper. And we get glory to God. He said, he's my helper, he's my helper, he's my helper. Thank you, Lord. That was a good moment. <laughs> but then he said, do you know how I'm going to help you? That's what we really need to catch. How am I going? How are you going to help me, Lord? My words in your mouth. My words in your mouth. Say it with me. His words in my mouth. His words in my mouth. See, when I speak what he speaks, I can have what he says. When I speak what he speaks, I've given him something to work with. When I don't, I've given him absolutely nothing to work with. Why a lot of times do are we in the shape that we're in because we've not given him much to work with. But thank God, today's changing all that. Jesus took these words from the prophet Isaiah and he spoke out these words and he said, today this word is fulfilled. And he spoke out exactly what the Spirit of God had recorded through Isaiah the prophet. 700 and some years before, he spoke it out because the fulfillment of that word was today. Now, let me read that before we leave because this is our setup for tonight. Luke, turn back to Luke, chapter 4. Starting in verse number 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Here's, here's what he does. To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. Why did he close the book? Because he had said what God had to say. He just said what God said about him. He put God's word in his mouth. And then the whole course of his life changed because now he was walking out to fulfill every word that he was just spoken. Today, this word. He found himself in the word and then he walked after where he found himself. Who was it that revealed this to him? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still the revealer of the will of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God. But brothers and sisters, our heart is to walk after Jesus, to walk after the greater one, the Holy Spirit. See, when the Holy Spirit comes, Jesus said, he said, he won't speak of himself. He will speak of me. He won't speak of himself. He'll speak of me. Now, come back tonight. And let's find out some more about this work of the Holy Spirit. Now, Tina, you have said something about, and I want us to pray. But we've got more word to stand on. You know, you can do a lot better praying when you, when you find out something from the Word of God. See, Jesus came to heal and deliver those that were bruised, the ones that were crushed. Life has a way of bruising and crushing people. But how many know that Jesus is a healer and a deliverer? Amen. 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 I need Jesus. You need Jesus. Yes. This world needs Jesus. The church Amen. needs Jesus. Amen? Amen. Give the testimony, if you would, for your sister-in-law and your brother. What do they need? 
turn everybody. I know it, but I want everybody to know it because I don't want to do this by myself. I want us to be because we're all walking in these steps together. So my brother Leroy, his uh, wife Frances had a stroke this week and she's lost some mobility on her right side. Um, so they asked for prayer from the church and they need a healing. Amen. And Leroy also needs a healing to help him with this because the doctor said that once she goes home, she could never be alone again. So you need to pray about about his strength. See, sickness ain't no blessing. Don't you never get it in your mind that sickness is a blessing. Sickness is a curse. Yes. It's a scourge. why Jesus came to deliver people. His heart is people. Yes. Reach your hand up. David, I gotta say this to you. And I remember that morning I was telling you real early, I was praying, the Lord told me, said, I am Lord, your healer. And he is their healer. He is our healer. Amen. And that's why I got the, I, I, when, when the, that lady shared this, and I, she said that I'm the Lord, your helper. And do you know how I'm going to help you? And the Holy Spirit said, with my, with my words, with my words, with my words, with my words. God's words in your mouth. So, there's nothing that we can do that's any greater than learn, learning how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and to put His words in our mouth. See, God's will is God's will. And His word is His will. Ain't that the truth, baby? She's somewhere else. I said, <laughs> God's word is his will. Yes. I remember when the light came on. Yes, amen. She said, his word is his will. I said, she got it. See, there's something about when you got it. You won't have to tell nobody you got it. You, they don't know you got it. You'll know you got it. Amen. Until then, we want to got it. <laughs> but we ain't got it until we got it. So, let's take the word of God in our mouth. And let's speak what God would say in this situation. If Jesus was here, what would he say? Is that a fair question? Can I get the book out and give us an open book test? Can I get the book out and give us an open book test so that we can pray in line with the Word of God? Turn in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 53. Why do we go back to this? Because His Word don't change. Situations may change, circumstances may change, but His Word don't change. I get close to you because I want to speak I want to speak this word straight from the word surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we're healed. We're not going to be healed. He said we are healed. See, God is, God is coming from a different premise. We're trying to convince God to do something that he's already done. He's trying to convince us to receive what he's already done. We don't need a churchy prayer. We need a word prayer. Amen. Amen. 
We don't need a churchy prayer. We need a word prayer. So we're painting a picture here because we're going to stand on the word of God so that the will of God can be accomplished. Amen. Amen. Now go to Matthew. We ought to know every one of these scriptures. Every one of us. We should know these things. Because when the devil comes a knocking, we need to know what the word of God says. And the demon said, whatever you do, don't go in that house there. Because they'll beat the mess out of you and send you out of there. They knew who they were in Christ. They knew what authority that they had. Amen. Amen. Matthew 8, 17. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. What did he take? Our infirmities and bore what? Our sicknesses. What did he do? He took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. Who, who did this? Jesus himself. Himself took. Now I turn to 1 Peter. First Peter 2, verse number 24. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Who said that? Jesus. Holy Spirit was the one who recorded that. What is it? He said, I won't speak of myself. I'll speak of him. Yes, and by his stripes, we were healed. Now he wants to take a hold of something that he's already done. Reach your hand, agree with me. Francis, is that right? I come against this sickness, this affliction, this weakness, this oppression of the devil in the name of Jesus. And I speak the healing power of God into her body because by your stripes we were healed. And we hook our faith up with her faith and we call it done in Jesus name Amen Thank you Thank you Thank you for your blessing on Leroy Father, help us all to see in a clearer light in different situations and circumstances than the way that we see. To see from your point of view. To see from your perspective. To see from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Her face is all swollen and starting to look like it's getting infected in her eyes. Swollen up really bad, and she won't ever remember her again. Yeah, we'll never remember her. Would you like to pray for her? Sure. Hook your faith up with Elizabeth. Jehovah, Father, we come to you, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for the word. 
We thank you, God, that we are healed by your stripes, Lord. And I'm claiming that healing for Diane right now, that by your stripes and your word that she's healed. This infection has to go. The swelling has to go down. And it has to leave in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. What's he want? A bunch of little Jesuses. You're a little Jesus. You don't want just a little talk with Jesus. You want to be a little Jesus. Amen. Stand with me. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we've had to sit at your table to eat of your food. You are the bread of life. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the honor to be able to share it. Thank you for the honor to be able to receive it. I plead the blood of Jesus as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.